All praises to the Most High and the Most High only. I'm your host, Brownson Arabiji. I'm bringing to you another episode of The Narrow Path of the Righteous. The most I put it on my spirit to speak on self-actualization, the achievement of one's full potential through creativity, independence, spontaneity, and a grasp of the real world. When we speak of self-actualization, It goes beyond the rat race and the daily routine that the majority of us go through here in Babylon. You know, oftentimes, I would say the majority of us prioritize the tasks that we have in Babylon and the rat race rather than prioritizing our full potential, our destiny, our mission and purpose here on this earth. You know, many of us are so caught up in the rat race, in the daily grind, in the nine to five or the career, that we've lost touch of our creativity And when you think about it, creativity is your individuality. It is who you are. And I'm a firm believer that you are a gift when you come into the creation of the Most High because there's no one like you. Even if you have a twin, you're not exactly 100% the same. And that's one of the many miracles That's one of the many gifts that the Most High gives to us. Is that spirit of creativity. And when you really examine it. And examine the world around you. It's pretty evident. That people have lost creativity. Just think about. How people act. And how people dress. Think about the herd mentality. It's gotten to the point where. People are afraid to speak up or truly say what's on their mind. Or they're wrapped up in being a people pleaser versus being their genuine, authentic self. The one in which the Most High made for a reason. The one in which who has a unique set of skills that have to be tapped into. In terms of independence, That's a complete asinine mindset. So you think because a few weeks ago you let off fireworks and you went and barbecued 
and you went and got on the boat and got hammered, that you're free. You know, many people really do put their whole entire life into the system to the point where many people were waiting from the go for the go-ahead from Biden or the go-ahead from Fauci to enjoy their 4th of July independence celebration, pagan, ritualistic, occult holiday. And many people think that they're independent. You know, they have the ability to do what they want to do essentially on the weekend or outside of work hours. But if, for those who've been paying attention and those who listen to their spirit, we know we're far from independent. We know that all of these countries all are on the same page. And the whole purpose of the indoctrination systems of education, financial, government, healthcare, and religion is to ensnare and enslave you, to make you grow accustomed through brainwashing and through predictive programming, through propaganda, through fear-mongering, to make you grow accustomed to the rat race. So that's all you know. A one in which you depend on a supervisor or a manager or a director or a president or a CFO or a CEO to give you orders every day. And if you step out of line, you can be reprimanded or fired. You see, they're always willing to treat you like a number because they know that somebody else can fill those that seat. And once they get you in the mindset that you're free, they can throw anything at you. Explain how you're free when the majority of us don't even grow our own food. The majority of us don't even don't even have the desire to learn to grow your own food. Many of us are so lazy that we say, oh, it's too hard. Or in other cases, we grew up doing it as a means for survival versus as a means for relaxation and peace. So I do understand the ones who are just burnt out on it, the ones who may have grown up in a different country or even grown up here in the United States where it was a requirement that you farmed just to live and you started doing it very young. You know, that's the perspective in the life that my father and my aunt lived and all of my siblings, not siblings, but all of my family back home in Nigeria. It was about survival. It was about taking care of your family. But here in America, you know, the so-called land of the free, home of the brave, the land of opportunity, we don't even take that so-called opportunity to make ourselves more independent, to grow our own food, to collect our own rainwater, to collect our own well water, to distill our water, to take care of ourselves, grow our own medicines, grow our own food, even learning skills such as sewing and learning how to make your own clothes. learning how to braid hair or learning how to lock it or give haircuts. You see, the things that we depend on Babylon for 
keep us ensnared. And we believe that, you know, because we went to school for the majority of our childhood and adolescence, and that we took off student loans and went to college and came out with a piece of paper that says, congratulated, you've now, congratulations, you've now been indoctrinated. We think that we're independent. Oh, because we got that first entry level job and they're paying us pennies on the dollar because they say that we have no experience. So that they can keep us chasing that carrot, that dangling carrot and running after it for our whole entire lives. You know, 20, 30, 40 years of working for someone else until you're ready to retire. And by then you're so burnt out. You think that, oh, in my retirement, I'm going to go travel here, there, you know, everywhere only to find out that your health is deteriorated. That you're on a plethora of medications that are killing you slowly but surely because chemicals break down the body and give it tumors and cancers and other issues. You know, the biggest lie is right in front of our faces and that is Babylon that is the rat race that is this reality that is the indoctrination systems of government the indoctrination systems education financial healthcare and religion these are all the biggest lies used to destroy us and used to steal our souls You know, when in speaking in terms of spontaneity, not many people are able to relax and get to the point where they can just be spontaneous. Say there's a random weekend open and you haven't been hiking for months or you've never hiked and you all of a sudden feel, hey, the nice it's nice weather out, let me go outside or let me go for a walk or let me go check out that concert even if I go alone. Or let me go to this festival, even if I go alone. Let me go to this art fair. Let me go, you know, let me go for a drive. Let me go get a workout in. We've become perfect little robots. I mean, look around you. Look at your your family. Look at your group of friends. Examine their lives. And tell me that the majority of people aren't routine and robotic. You know, that's why I said the creativity is gone. That's why I say the individuality is gone. You know, and this is a topic that I had spoken with back a while back with a homie of mine, King Rep. Shout out to you, brother. I hope all is well. And he speaks quite a bit on self-actualization. Definitely check out his YouTube channel and his social medias. It's a young brother, very wise, always looking to grow. And this is a topic that him and I had spoken on, and I see him speaking on and building upon. And I know it was time for me to speak on it too, because it ties in a lot of the topics that we speak on, brothers and sisters. You know, the lack of self-actualization is harmful to people. To the point where if you examine your family and friends and just look at their routine, what work Monday through Friday, if it's nice out, maybe go get a drink after work, go to a happy hour, go sit on a patio, 
go out to eat a few times because you're too exhausted to even cook for yourself, take care of yourself. You might hit the gym a few times that week. Maybe you don't. You come home, maybe you have you crack open a beer right away because work was too stressful. You throw on the TV or you throw on a TV show or a movie, something that doesn't take too much thinking or thought. Something that you can just kind of melt away in, in the background. You know, after that beer is finished, maybe you pick up a second beer. Or maybe you're already at happy hour with other people. And then before you know it, night's almost over. Seven, eight o'clock. You know, maybe you've already had takeout dinner or you decided to cook or you had leftovers. You know, you stay on, you, you go on social media and peruse social media aimlessly. Wasting about an hour, hour and a half, two hours. You do some online shopping and you just add things to your cart. But you don't buy them, you just keep adding. You're just going about your day. You know, if you have kids, maybe by then, by the time you've gotten off work, you've fed them, you know, you've hung out with them, you've helped them with their homework, but now you're too exhausted to do anything for yourself. So you just mosey around or you lay in bed or you lay on the, cro- on the couch. And you do this over and over and over until you reach that Friday, right? Where you have that false sense of independence and freedom just very quickly. You just only have it for a few days, so you better take advantage of it. Don't go, let it go to waste. And then you can go out and, you know, maybe if you're younger, you go out to a bar or a nightclub or a concert. You start drinking, you start poisoning yourself for an effect so you can escape your life, the realization of your life, the rat race, the unhappiness, the calamity. Have a few drinks, you stay out late, you sleep in Saturday, you wake up hungover. Then you order takeout. And then you lay around on the couch getting no, no, nothing done. Got a million things to do. You got laundry, you got grocery shopping, you got planning for the upcoming work week. You got all these things. You got assignments due if you're in school. Or if you're a parent, you got to take your kids there to, to practice or take them out to have fun on the weekend. So how can people like that have a spontaneous life? The only thing that we do in this rat race that's spontaneous is use PTO and maybe go on that one or two vacations that year if we're lucky. And then we think we're being spontaneous when we're planning the whole thing and we're budgeting and we're stressed because, you know, you can't spend as much time there as you want and everything's going up because of inflation. And, you know, that raise you got doesn't cover inflation. You only got, what, two to three percent, maybe four. How would there be any room for anyone to recognize the importance of self-actualization? The desire and even before the desire, the acknowledgement, so you know that something's there, as coupled with the desire to achieve your full potential through creativity, independence, and spontaneity, and a grasp of the real world. How many people truly have a grasp of the real world? Think about it. If you're listening to this, this podcast, you definitely are a thinker. You definitely are the type of person who's creative, creative and independent and spontaneous and you have a grasp of the real world 
but think about the ones that you love that don't have that situation that don't have a grasp of the real world i mean think about it today you know something that always blows my mind and it shouldn't because i understand what adult idolatry does to a person but when i'm just around people nowadays and i'm just for me i always paying attention to what's going on around me i don't watch the news i don't need to feed into the news all i need to do is just pick up the information the lies in which the news is using as propaganda and fear-mongering and the thing is when you use common sense and discernment when you are rational reasonable and logic and you use logic you're going to be able to see the truth that they filter over to you you'll be able to discern through the lies and figure out what they're really trying to say because when you actually pay attention to your enemy to these nephilim to these fallen angels to these idol worshipers to these false prophets when you actually pay attention you'll see that they've been telling us the whole time who they are through their signs and their symbols they love to throw up little nephi gang signs you know the 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 triple six with their with their finger with their hand or blocking out their eyes you know there's so there's so many signs and symbols that they use then on top of that their coded language of gematria and how they completely run the world and you got all these people who are apparently in religion you say catholics or christians muslims buddhists why don't they ever talk about these systems the system itself why don't you ever hear any of them speaking out about the system very few of them do because they love the system they're always harping about satan this satan that satan this you know the devil this the devil that you know oh oh jesus versus the devil you know all this stuff but then they don't look at the system as wicked or evil when we know from Ezekiel chapter 30 verse 12 that the land was given into the hand of evil doers. So what do you think that the most high is telling us? If the land was given into the hand of evil doers, wouldn't that mean that this world around us really is a false reality? Would it wouldn't you understand that this construct is messed up that you're giving your energy and your time because your time is your life force? Think about that. Your time is your life force. So what 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 you do with your time is important. If you're giving your life force away to something that only brings in calamity through anxiousness, through confusion, through depression, through stress, through worry, through tension, so on and so forth. What do you think is that's doing to your the quality of your life? Meaning your mind, your body and your soul. What is that doing to you? It's killing you. It's killing you. And you know what blows my mind is like people don't stop to question that. You know, people still are just moseying around these days. It's like we are at the brink of things popping off 
you know, and I have to think to myself sometimes like, wow, the majority of people around me are still caught up in their idols, still caught up in, you know, entertainment and celebrities and sports and athletes. Oh, did you hear about the finals? Did you hear about this? And I'm not knocking anyone who uses entertainment. I'm really not. If you use it mindfully, that's fine. I, I watch movies. And the reason why I watch movies here and there, and I don't watch them that often, but when I have time, if I watch a movie by myself or with my woman, I'm, I'm watching something that's giving me gems, that has predictive programming in it, something that helps me connect the dots of what's really going on right now. So I don't knock people for using entertainment. It can be used wisely and to your advantage. But nowadays, it's like that's it's like people are, are, are holding on to that for dear life, if you've noticed. And people are seemingly living their life as if nothing crazy is about to go down. I mean, how can you say that people have a grasp of the real world when they think that this is how the Most High made creation? No wonder why they give you deception and lies and manipulation through religion. You know, for what, for instance, think about Christ Christians, man. To really think that another man was born from a virgin mom. You know, came into the world somehow. I don't know how that works. Comes into the world, has makes no mistakes, is perfect. You know, frees a bunch of people, heals a bunch of people, turns water into wine, all this witchcraft, all this magic and sorcery. And then somehow is killed by men who were born from a woman unlike him who were unable to heal people and make water into wine like him. So somehow he's killed and then, come, and then somehow is resurrected by his dad, but then also is his dad. You see what I'm saying? You see how confusing these people are? And then they have the audacity to say, he died for our sin. So for a lot of these people, a lot of these fakers, because they are fakers. They don't know their scripture. They don't, they've never opened that Bible unless they're at church on that Sunday going to that one or two scriptures that, that the pastor gave to them. So then he somehow dies for your sins so that you don't have to do anything. You know, there's no nothing to do. You just kind of wait around. You say the name. You keep tithing. You keep going to church. You keep laughing with your pastor at, at, the, at his bland jokes. You know, you keep hanging out after the church seminar with people, gossiping, talking about things that don't matter, just waiting on this guy to come down and save you. And, you know, he died for your sins, right? So, you know, they're going to say, let he without sin cast the first stone, right? <laughs> oh, man. You know, when you used to... A lot of us, when we used to be into Christianity, whether it was our parents forcing us to go to church or, you know, whatever it may be, or through our own decision, you would hear something like that and you'd immediately, it would immediately deter you from speaking the truth. Because you're like, oh, I guess that makes sense because, you know, I sin too, so I can't say anything about this person. I can't judge them. And then without even thinking about ignore the fact that you're ignoring 
the instruction slash commandment in Ezekiel chapter 33, verse 8 through 9, which says to warn the wicked one of their wicked ways so that they may not die in their iniquities. <laughs> so, you know, somehow we just skip over that. And then we don't hold each other accountable. Even when you know somebody doesn't have a grasp of the real world, you can't tell them, right? You know, let he without sin cast the first stone, remember. You have no right to say anything. And, you know, I've started to notice that's how people live by. A lot of people love to hide behind that mentality, that motto, that scripture. Even if they don't claim to be Christian, even if they say don't believe in the Most High. It's always, why are you judging me? Why do you make me feel this way? Why, why, why are you, why are you putting me down? You make, you make, you make it seem like you're better than everybody. Why do you act so perfect? Why are you trying to be self-righteous? That's people's defense mechanism. Why do you think people are harping on going back to normal? They want to go back to their old slavery so bad. Where they can continue to chase the bag by any means because remember it's a cold world and only the strong survive right we can't care about the poor and the destitute we can't care about each other we can't come together right we got to compete in this rat race we got to feed our flesh through alcohol and drugs and promiscuity and vanity and then people are still living like that right now more than midway through the year. We're almost in August. You notice how they're just ticking the time because you, you know time is a man, it's, it's a man-made construct, first of all. Most I didn't give you time. Most I, most I gave us the sun and the moon. <laughs> like light and dark, just simple. But we, but we in this Babylonian system, everything's always complicated. So they got you running and running around in, in a hamster wheel or distracted looking left and right, you know, front and back. They got you preoccupied constantly. So how can you look around and say, and even think that most people have a grasp of the real world? I mean, think about this whole pandemic. I mean, it's, it's just shocking to me. It, it's, it's, I, I just don't understand it. Even, you know, I've never complied with any of the mandates. I've never worn a mask. I've never quarantined. I've never gotten a test. Yeah, right. Of course, I've never even thought of taking the mark of the beast, ever. Call me an anti-vaxxer all day. I'll, I'll be like happy to say, yeah, I'm like, yeah, absolutely, 100%, I'm an anti-vaxxer. I'm anti-putting chemicals and poison in the mark of the beast in my body. I'm 100% anti that. I'm anti-idolatry. I'm anti-healthcare. I'm anti-science. I'm anti-Babylon. I'm anti-Nephilim. 100%, yeah, you can call me whatever. I'm anti-deception and manipulation and selfishness. So how many people do you know that are actually focused on self-actualization? That are focused on the destiny and mission and purpose that was given to them by the Most High? Have they even looked for the Most High? Let alone trying to understand their purpose on earth? Or are they just chasing money? Chasing vanity? You know, I got to be a business owner, you know, entrepreneurship, you know, high value, high value, all this corny, made up Nephilim created distractions for us to just bring as many people to the slaughter when the world is literally 
I mean, I don't know. People, people like to mock and make fun of you. And it's okay. It doesn't bug you. It shouldn't bug you. It shouldn't bug you. It used to bug me. Years ago, when I was in my mid, early to mid-20s. When I didn't have a grasp of the real world or even myself. And a lot of people are going to be like, well, how can you claim that you have self-actualization? How are you independent? I've already spoken on this. Think about when you seek the Most High through the laws, the statutes, the commandments, and you follow the instructions. From, and, and the Most High is in your every thought. This is from morning to night till you go to bed. And then it becomes you. When you, be, when, you, when you become that, you transform. You become yourself. You step into yourself the way that the Most High intended you for, to, for you to do. So those mental and spiritual shackles are already gone. You're already freeing yourself of that. Think about how much weight is off of your spirit. How much calamity just left your life when you break the mental and spiritual shackles. And you start thinking for yourself because that's really what free will is the your right to live life you're independent to do whatever you want and that's not what the system wants they don't want you to reach your full potential they don't want you to be creative and unique and independent and an individual they don't want you to even dream of independence because they want you to believe the the facade of independence they don't want you being spontaneous. They need you to be robotic so that they know exactly what you do is, you're doing so that they can read you and that they can continue to manipulate you. Therefore, you'll never have a grasp of the real world. They don't want you to know about self-actualization. And they sure don't want you seeking the most high. And it's time people finally wake up to this truth. Time is of the essence for people to wake up to this truth. The truth of the world and how it's constructed and everything around you. The truth that you are not even aware of your full potential, yet alone having any desire to achieve it. That you are not aligned and connected with the Most High. Therefore, you do lack creativity in many areas of life. And you're still under the guise of independence. The facade of independence. The rat race continues to eat away at your mind, body, and soul. To the point where you become robotic and routine. And deep down, you're in agony because of this truth. So escapism because becomes your fallback. As long as you can have your alcohol, your drugs, your bars, your entertainment, your promiscuity, your sports, your entertainment, entertainers, your movies, your music, you're good, right? 
even though deep down there's a void in your life. Even though deep down you know that the world is a little off, but you feel that you have a grasp of it because you've always listened to authority. You've always gotten in line and listened. You've always followed the herd. It's always been majority rules for you, right? Self-actualization allows a person to open their eyes wider than it ever has been wider before, especially self-actualization rooted in righteousness, rooted in the Most High, not rooted in what Babylon can offer you. You know, we aren't focused on achievement through your career or money or resources or anything like that. That's not what we're focused on. It's achievement through your destiny, the destiny that the Most High gave you, the mission, your purpose, the fulfillment that comes with it. Knowing what I know now and being in the position that I am now and being aligned and connected with the Most High has allowed me to understand my destiny and working towards achieving my destiny and therefore reaching my full potential. It's one of the greatest, most fulfilling and liberating things that you can encounter and bring into your life because it honestly changes your whole entire life. It changes your whole entire like, perspective on the world as well. And many of us lack that. Many of us lack the creativity. Many of us don't understand genuine independence. And I'm aware. I acknowledge that I'm still in Babylon, that I'm still a physical slave in Babylon. But they don't have my mind. And they don't have my soul. And those are the two things that they want because they know that their world is just being is crumbling right before everyone's eyes. So all I need to do is keep the instructions. Keep the instructions of the Most High and collaborate and support the other righteous brothers and sisters in this truth. That's really all we got. We got, we got each other. We got our righteous elders. If, there's, if there are some out there, I'm not going to even say elder. We just got our righteous men and women who are older, who can provide wisdom, knowledge, and understanding and guidance. You know, the ones my age, and then we got our young, young ones, but we really do it for the youth and our children and our babies and future generations because they deserve to live out the creation of the Most High. They They deserve to never even know what Babylon was. You know, of course, you teach them about what Babylon was, but they're not going to live it out. They're going to live their days as children, and they're going to learn from you as mom and dad. Self-actualization has helped me figure out who I am as a man and where I'm going in life. I don't need no validation through no one. No one can validate me other than the Most High. I'll repeat that. No one can validate me other than the Most High. And then I can validate myself through that understanding, through that alignment and connection. I don't need outside validation, especially anything that comes from Babylon. 
anything that's man-made, anything that goes against the creation, I don't want it. I honestly don't want it. It's not for me. And people in my life growing up have noticed that about me. Especially when we gotten older and gotten into the, the workforce and the career world and the job market. You know, people always were trying to see and get a gauge on me about how much money I made or, you know, how much more money they're making than me as if that meant anything to me. Or talking about how many assets they have or what their future plans were. So many people have brought this to my brought this to me and I just I just I'm like, cool. I mean, good for you. And I genuinely mean that. Like, good for you. If that's what your soul desires, then that's then you can have it. But that's not what that's not what I want. You know, now understanding my destiny, understanding my purpose and my mission, I'm f- fulfilling my potential. I'm achieving goals. I'm able to share my wisdom, knowledge, and understanding through podcast over the last year been able to do this and it's still growing it's still i still know i haven't reached my peak at all i don't think i'll ever reach my peak because i'm always yearning to grow and do better and be better and experience life and share my experiences you know self-actualization has brought me so much independence and so much creativity just in the last year and a half learning new skills getting into nature, like really diving into nature, getting a Minnesota state park pass and going out to the state parks and hiking or swimming or just relaxing just in nature for hours. Oftentimes, me and my lady, if we're together on the weekend, we'll be up as early as 5 a.m. We're out the door by 6, 6.30. We're at a state park, usually by 8. We stay from 8, from anywhere from 8 a.m. till 4 or 5 p.m. Sometimes we'll leave a little bit earlier. Sometimes we'll stay to that time. But we're really engulfed in nature. And every single time we come back refreshed, we feel light. Our spirit feels light. Any of that stress from the previous week is gone. It's behind us. We don't carry that into the next week. We don't carry that anxiety or the any of that tension or worry or stress into the next week we let go of it you know we use our independence to plant multiple gardens and they're flourishing we just had our first harvest being able to have baskets full of kale and getting two to three harvests out of them has been one of the most fulfilling and amazing feelings I've ever had in my life to be honest and a lot of people be like that's just you're just growing food why is that such a big deal if you've never done it I urge you to try and once you put that hard work into it you'll see what we mean I know now what the people that I learned from who were gardeners before I even started that genuine joy that they had when they would harvest and share those moments and that was pure motivation you know being able to achieve my potential through the most high has been amazing and I get to know myself better every single day and the world around me as well as most importantly the most high what the most high wants for me you know I'm literally on a mission right now training every day five days a week I'm in that gym, sweating, dripping sweat, hour and a half, two hour workouts, 
running minimum six miles. You know, and you're in, ask why, what are you doing this for? And it's because I'm focused. I'm fulfilling my potential. I could always be better. I'm aging backwards, brothers and sisters. I feel that way. With the, with, the, with the things that I put into my body, I don't eat anything dead. I don't eat flesh. And it's been like this for going on seven years. That was one of the best life decisions I ever made. And I know that was the most high. I really do. I put that on my spirit to listen to the advice of my brother and sister-in-law, the life-changing advice. And so my mind is sharp. My body is at peak performance. And my creativity is just growing each week from being out in nature and just episode ideas will just come to my head just through conversation with my woman or just through alone time with myself or without out with friends. And just being able to connect with nature and see, it's just, it's beautiful, man. It's, it's, it is creativity. It motivates her to paint. It motivates her, me, to create content and build upon the content. Cause I'm not, I'm not done with this. I'm just getting started with where my, my mind is going and where my soul is going with content. Cause I know I'm a creator. I build things and I put them together. I'm fulfilling my potential and I'm achieving my goals. And I have a full grasp of the, the real world, 100%. I know exactly, I'm, I'm not gonna say I know exactly what I, but I know I'm on the right path and I'm learning every day. I know that this is Babylon. I know that it's falling. I know that this is a Nephilim kingdom under their Yahweh God, under, you know, their Yeshua, all these Sumerian, Egyptian type wicked gods that the brothers Edgar Mendex, Surf Only the Creator, Paul Davis, and Sorta Dawood have been exposing for months now. You know, much love and blessings to those brothers, honestly. And so self-actualization is a lifelong thing it doesn't just stop this is not something that just stops and we got to continue doing it because many people don't even understand who they are and that to me is one of the biggest travesties in the world is not knowing who you are because how could you ever know the most high that's a travesty. It's 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 disheartening. It's sad when you when you come across people like that, whether it's family, friends, coworkers, strangers. It's, it can be disheartening because you look at a person and you're like, "There's so much to you that's creative and unique, and you have gifts and you have skills, and you you don't even notice it. You yourself, but other people do, but you don't, or you're too afraid to share it with the world because." You know, the herd mentality. People think that's weird or why are you doing that? Let's, we're going to do a deep dive into self-actualization and what it means to self-actualize in terms of righteousness and how to achieve your full potential through the Most High, through the laws, the statutes, and the commandments, of course. going to do a deep dive into the importance of freeing yourself 
from the mental and spiritual shackles in Babylon so that you can continue to achieve your goals and continue to fulfill your potential through creativity, independence, spontaneity, and a grasp of the real world. Self-actualization and Maslow's hierarchy of needs is the highest level of psychological development where personal potential is fully realized after basic bodily and ego needs have been fulfilled. And we're not going to get too deep into the psychological part of it, the Maslow's and all that stuff, because a lot of that we know is rooted in, in idolatry and paganism. But there is a lot that they bring to the table that makes sense because a lot of these people were on point about things, but they never rooted it in the most high. You see how man always wants to try to take credit. So they always come up with, you know, different terminologies and different sciences and different methodologies and different mindsets for what the most high does and what the most high gives us. Self-actualization was coined by the orgasmist theorist Kurt Goldstein for the motive to realize one's full potential. The tendency to actualize itself as fully as possible is the basic drive, the drive of self-actualization. Maslow defines self-actualization to be self-fulfillment, namely the tendency for him, the individual, to become actualized in what he is potentially. This tendency might be phrased as the desire to become more and more what one is, to become everything that one is capable of becoming. He used the term to describe a desire, not a driving force, that could lead to realizing one's capabilities. He did not feel that self-actualization determined one's life. Rather, he felt that it gave the individual a desire or a motivation to achieve budding ambitions. Maslow's idea of self-actualization has been commonly interpreted as the full realization of one's potential and of one's true self. And I can dig that definition because, you know, that is what keeps a lot of us going. You know, a lot of us are still able to get through the rat race so to speak just off of our own personal desires and motivations like most of us are very a lot of us i mean you really have to be if you think about it to be mentally strong to have been in the rat race for even five to ten to fifteen years twenty years plus so i gotta give you know you gotta give people a nod there and recognition because that takes a lot and so a lot of people are motivated by their career or their job. And hey, that's you. That's if that's what you what motivates you, then do you. That fits the you know the definition, a desire, a driving force. That leads you to realize your capabilities. You know, I'm a young man. I've been in the career force, workforce, corporate world for ten years now, a decade, and I've gone from college odd jobs to internship to turning that internship into a full-time job because I worked hard and I had a desire to get in to having a full-time job to becoming 
a supervisor to becoming a manager to becoming a director all within 10 years. And that was a, a desire. I felt that that was, you know, ambitious. I felt that that was a part of my life's goal only to find out and realize after this decade that that's not what I really wanted. You know, it's, it's, it was nice at the time growing up and being young and getting into those positions, but overall it took a lot of my soul away from me. Just being a grunt and being paid pennies on the dollar, but doing all this hard work, knowing that I was worth more. That was a mental strain. That was a spiritual strain. That was even a physical strain. The time, the time it took, the toll on yourself. to realizing and having a more of a grasp of the real world and seeing that not everybody cares about each other, especially in a corporate setting, how people are willing to stab each other in the back, throw each other under the bus, you know, brown nose and suck up to other people to get a position or, you know, I never played any of that. I never, none of that was who I was, but that's, those are the things you begin to realize about people and you start seeing things differently. Then you start seeing what money does to people and the greed behind it. People who seemingly had it all didn't want to share any of it. And you quickly realize that that's not who you are. That's not what life is about. And that's that's why I kept searching for truth. Because I was self-actualizing at the time without understanding and not realize, without realizing it. And I still search for the truth. And the truth was always with the Most High. The deeper I got, the more I understood and the more it started to make sense. And the more I looked at myself in the mirror, flaws and all, the more I was able to focus on areas that I wanted to improve. And change, change myself from the inside out. And now understanding that my destiny, my potential, my goals, my mission, my drive, my motivation does not lie with anything within Babylon. It's all about building upon justice, righteousness, and truth and returning to the ways of the Most High, to creation, to aligning with nature once again and animals and insects and everything and loving them and working together. That's what it's about. Giving back. Envisioning one day that I have my own plot in the sun with my large family, with my kids, with my wife, and we're happy. And we all, and me and my wife, me and my family are all together on that same land. Talking about brothers, sister-in-law, cousins, aunts, uncles, parents, God willing, most high willing. And we're all surrounded together and we're all relaxed. Nobody working, nobody doing a no nine to five. If we want to work on the house, we can. If we want to work on projects, we can. But mainly, we're working on our garden. As a family, we're, keep, we're keeping our garden going. We're working on other hobbies. You know, we're learning how to build our own house. We're learning how to, to do all of these things to, to filter and get our own water. You know, we can sustain ourselves off that land and off that food. We have shelter, we have food, we have clean water. What else do we need? The wife's already making our clothes. We already have pets. We, we're surrounded by animals. We're, my kids are happy. 
I get to spend as much time with them as possible. I'm not gone 40, 50 hours a week. I actually get to know them all individually. You know, that's life. That's life. And I work amongst my neighbors. I love my neighbors. And we're a community. We share. Whatever crops you grew, let's, let's, let's share them. You got an abundance of this? Oh, I got an abundance of that. Just take whatever you need. No, you don't owe me anything. We don't do no point system. This is, this is family. Oh, I have a skill that you want? Okay, let's trade skills. Okay, I got you. All right, you know, that's, that's life, brothers and sisters. That's simple. That's what most I made it that simple. It's never been this complicated. And self-actualization has allowed me to really understand life and understand myself and most importantly, be aligned and connected and understand the most high, our creator, the only creator. That's just from food for thought. Let's take a look at the definition of self-actualize, which is, is an entrancive verb. And that is to realize fully one's potential. And let's look at, look at the definition of self-actualization, the noun. The achievement of one's full potential through creativity, independence, spontaneity, and a grasp of the real world. So now that we have a better understanding, let's get a deeper dive. According to the PositivePsychology.com article entitled, What is Self-Actualization? A Psychologist Definition Plus Examples Written by Jacqueline Selva and published on February 2nd, 2021. The concept of self-actualization was brought into the mainstream by Abraham Maslow when he introduced his hierarchy of needs. Today, self-actualization is a bit more widely known, but most psychology students still learn of it as a top level of Maslow's pyramid. The article will define self-actualization, review the relevant research on self-actualization, and discuss its relevance to positive psychology movement and to the average person. What is self-actualization? A definition. Although self-actualization is most often associated with Maslow, the term was first coined by Kurt Goldstein. Goldstein characterized self-actualization as an individual individuation or process of becoming a self that is holistic, i.e. the individual real, in, realizes that one's self and one's environment are two pieces of a greater whole and acts as a primary driving force of behavior in humans. Although Goldstein's concept didn't get much traction at the time, it was popularized when Maslow adopted it into his theory on the human hierarchy of needs. In his seminal paper about human motivation in which he first introduced his hierarchy of needs, Maslow discussed self-actualization by stating, what a man can be, he must be. This need we may call self-actualization. Self-actualization has also been described as the psychological process aimed at maximizing the use of a person's abilities and resources. This process may vary from one person to another. In other words, self-actualization can generally be thought of as a full realization of one's creative, intellectual, and social potential through internal drive versus for external rewards like money, status, or power. Since self-actualization is based on leveraging one's abilities to reach their potential, it is a very individual process and will probably vary significantly from person to person. 
This focus on individual motivation is a key part of Maslow's work and what he felt differentiated it from the contemporary motivational psychology. Abraham Maslow. As you may already know, Abraham Maslow was a prominent psychologist, most known for his contributions to humanistic psychology. His interest in human motivation and self-actualization stemmed from his experiences both early on and as a timid child, and later on as a father witnessing the horrors of World War II. His hierarchy of needs, first introduced over 70 years ago, is still taught as, as a crucial part of motivational psychology. In fact, there is a noticeable overlap between Maslow's work and the work that underpins positive psychology. The emphasis on self-growth and self-development has a decidedly positive flavor to it. The theory of self-actualization and the hierarchy of needs. And so the needs go from there. So we're going to start. So just envision you're looking at this triangle and it's broken into four different layers. There's self-actualization, which is self-fulfillment needs, achieving one's full potential, including creative activities. There's the psychological needs, which is esteem needs, prestige, a feeling of accomplishment, followed by belongingness and love needs, intimate relationships, friends, you know, family, safety needs, security and safety, and psychological needs, food, water, warmth, rest. You know, and I have nothing wrong with this this lineup, but at the top should obviously be the most high. But everything else is accurate. People want to feel potential. They want to achieve their full potential. They want to feel like they're achieving an accomplishment. They want intimate relationships with family and friends and, and a spouse. Everybody wants security and safety, right? And then everybody needs food, water, warmth, and rest. Outside of that, that is how the Most High had created everything for us. But through our idolatry, that's why we're in the position where everything needs to be complicated, why money needs to be involved, why there needs to be government, why there needs to be religion, why there needs to be hierarchies, why there needs to be kings, queens, all of these things. This is all a Nephilim man-made construct. article continues on. Maslow's idea of self-actualization has far-reaching applications, but it should be considered within the context of his hierarchy of needs. Maslow felt that human motivation needed to be studied beyond the contemporary scope of behaviorism, as he believed that the study of motivation should be human-centered rather than animal-centered. Maslow first outlined his hierarchy of needs in his seminal 1943 paper on human motivation. He identified five needs, physiological, which we understood as like the accomplishments one makes, a feeling of accomplishment and fulfillment and peace of mind and safety, which we know is security and overall safety, love, which we know is a part of, you know, the psychological needs as well, the belongingness and what you need every day, and then esteem, as well as self-actualization. 
Psychological needs refer to things that are necessary for survival, such as breathable air, food, and water. Safety needs are things that make you feel healthy, like having health healthcare and knowing your water is clean and, and physically safe, like adequate shelter or being in a large group. You know, we're all very similar. All the true ones of the Most High are similar. We don't really need much outside of our basic needs. But yet, Babylon tells us that we need more. We need more. We need abundance. We need vanity. We need all the things that are killing us slowly. article goes on to state love needs are met through feeling liked loved and accepted by others esteem is achieved by feeling self-confident and respected by others finally self-actualization needs are met when an individual engage in self engages in self-development and personal growth so when we break this down it's much easier to understand the concept of self-actualization. Understanding your driving force, your motivation in life and making your goals fulfilled through the Most High is one of the most rewarding and fulfilling things you can do for yourself. And when you even think about self-actualization and the hierarchy of needs, it's it's pretty simple. It's it's stripped down to the point where it's digestible and it really it aligns with the creation of the most high. We all have our physiological needs of food, water, warmth, rest. These are just basic needs. We have our safety needs, security and safety. We have our psychological needs of belongingness and love. You know, intimate relationships with family, with friends, with loved ones. We all have our esteem needs, you know, feeling of accomplishment and respect by the ones that care for you and care you care about. And then your self-fulfillment needs, achieving one's full potential, including creative activities. And that all encompasses self-actualization. Once you get to that point where you know exactly who you are as a man or a woman, and you know the destiny, the mission, the purpose that the Most High put together for you. That to me is fulfillment of self-actualization and actually taking the necessary steps in order to begin fulfilling what the Most High has intended for you. That's self-actualization. And it goes beyond what we really can grasp in a lot of ways. Because many of us don't even realize what's around us we don't even realize the systems that we even live in we don't even realize the brainwashing and the traumas that we all endure we don't even realize the lack of compassion we don't even realize the selfishness the manipulation you know we live with regret this is the system that they've created for us a system meant to break you down slowly but surely and uses multiple facets to do so. 
the educational, financial, government, healthcare, and religious systems all used to brainwash you and destroy you and break you down, all of them. And that's how it's been and that's how it'll continue to be. Until we align and connect ourselves with the Most High and seek the real creation that we can support each other, that we can seek justice, righteousness, and truth in everything that we do. And that's what the society, the lack of self-actualization is harmful. and completely harmful because people are walking around in misery, in torment, and they're just existing. They're not living. They're definitely not living. And to just exist is the opposite of living. And not to live means you're basically dead. You're the walking dead. And that's in a very unfortunate feeling in reality for, for a lot of people. According to the berkeleywellbeing.com article entitled Self-Actualization, Definition Needs Examples and Tips, written by Tichi Davis. What is self-actualization? And why do we have the need to become self-actualized? Maslow's hierarchy of needs tells us why and when, and when self-actualization matters to us. What is self-actualization? A definition. The idea of self-actualization comes from Maslow's theory of human motivation. In short, Maslow hypothesized that unsatisfied needs drive our behavior. Maslow proposed that one basic needs once basic needs like food, water, and safety are met, we become motivated to meet others' needs, namely social connection and self-esteem. Once all these needs are met, we are finally motivated to pursue self-actualization. According to Maslow, self-actualization is about achieving our full potential. This might include things like morality, creativity, and problem solving. And before we continue, let's just think about that basic definition. One thing that sticks out to me is the statement of Maslow hypothesized that unsatisfied needs drive our behavior. And we're not talking about wants here, we're talking about needs. And think about the millions, if not billions of people with unsatisfied needs. And don't think that that's just by accident, that or some kind of coincidence that is planned. That's how Babylon has always set things up. Where they have you believing in your country, your country this, your country that, so you're, you're combative or you're in competition with each other's countries when in reality everybody's a slave everybody is owned no one is free so if they want to make america great they can do that if they want to make japan great they can do that they want to make africa desolate and poor and impoverished other than the places that are gentrified then they can do that same thing over in asia europe 
anywhere. So think about all the people with unsatisfied needs, the people who don't even have basic needs like food, water, and shelter, and safety. All of that taken away from them. And that's done on purpose, that's done by design. Because they know if you take away an individual's basic needs, how in the world do you think that that person's gonna be able to rise up and figure out what their destiny is when they're in survival mode constantly? How is that person going to be able to align and connect with the Most High at the level that they deserve to? I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm saying at the level that they deserve to when their mind is constantly on their basic needs and then add in children. You know, no wonder why there's so much crime. No wonder why there's so much calamity. Even though we know the majority of these crimes and calamity are caused by Nephilim, you still have the real ones who are partaking in it and suffering because of it. So how could you expect anyone to be able to get up out of their current situation when they're at the bottom, when they can't even meet their basic needs. And then people around us have the audacity to love capitalism, to love the system, to love anything wicked, while there's people who are poor and destitute left and right. But yet people seemingly just don't care. You know, as long as it's not you, right? You're good, right? It's just one thing to know. What few people know is that in Maslow's last book, Before He Died, he actually revised his theory of self-actualization. He suggests that the highest form of self-actualization actually transcends the self. We then strive to be selfless and contribute to something purposeful that is greater than ourselves. And that's what I mentioned earlier. I don't get too caught up in the whole psychology behind it and like their whole diagrams and charts. The idea of self-actualization, I understand. It makes sense. Having your basic needs met, you know, your psychological needs, your relationship needs, it all makes sense. It's all rooted in the creation of the Most High. But when you think about it, yes, the highest point is outside of us to be selfless and contribute to something purposeful and greater than ourselves. And that's the Most High. That's the creation. That's the highest. Anything outside of us, you know, nature, animals, our neighbors, our family, our loved ones, when we take care of them, we're taking care of ourselves. When we are rooted in justice, righteousness, and truth, in the laws, the statutes, and the commandments, we are at such a point in our lives where we can make a difference, that we could recognize our purpose, our destiny, our purpose, our mission, and therefore we can achieve genuine self-actualization. So the article continues on self-actualization needs. Maslow suggests that lower level needs are de deficient needs. We need them to survive so they take priority. However, self-actualization and beyond include growth needs, indeed personal growth, or our ability to continue to grow and expand as a person is considered to be a crucial precursor to well-being. 
but what exactly are growth needs and how do we meet these needs? Is self-actualization actually about the self? Self-actualization or peak human experience actually involves moving our focus from self to others. We may develop motivations for social justice, kindness, or generosity. Or we have some sort of calling or desire to do good for others. This even more fulfilling version of self-actualization is sometimes called selfless actualization. And that's true. You know, we did the episode on compassion. And we know deep down that we feel good when we are genuine and we're compassionate and we're helpful and we're kind to people and we help people in need. We feel genuinely good. We don't need studies to show us, you know, why that feeling is real. We just go with our gut. But we know from studies that that confirms that being compassionate, being kind, being helpful, being genuine heals us, makes us happy, makes us feel alive. We need to connect as people. We are social beings of the Most High. That's how we're made. We're made to be social with each other, with our family, with our friends, with strangers, as well as animals and nature, and most importantly, the Most High. So, of course, actual self-actualization lies outside of us because there's so much more outside of us. So when you're just living for yourself and you're just living for your own greed and your own riches, I know you're a miserable human being. We already know that the Most High taught us that there's no peace for the wicked. So I know you're, you're tormented. You could have all the money in the world, but if you only care about yourself, you, 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 know, you deny the Most High. I already know you're miserable. What is selfless actualization? Much of what Maslow first described as self-actualization can be better described as selfless actualization. For example, creativity, which is often considered a core component of self-actualization, is often a selfless pursuit. We often create with the intention to serve others. We want to solve some problems that affect many or craft something that makes a positive impact on others' lives. In this way, creativity may be viewed as a positive experience for both the self and others. Examples of selfless actualization. The desire to make bad situations better. The desire to reward and praise others. The belief in fairness and equal opportunity for all. Why use this definition in self-actualization? Self-actualization is all about striving to be our best selves. But if we go about self-actualization in a self-focused way, we're actually doing a disservice to our well-being. For example, research shows that if you regularly focus on yourself, you'll likely notice any you'll likely notice any dis, dissatisfaction, anxiety, or general malice that you might not have otherwise noticed. And bringing your attention to these negative emotions often amplifies them. Other research shows that valuing your own happiness and obsessively focusing on it has paradoxical effects. That is, focusing on your own happiness can make you less happy. How to become self-actualized. Now that you understand the more modern definition of self-actualization, we'll talk about some tips for becoming self-actualized. Some of these are derived from Maslow's work and others are more recent research on personal growth, well-being, 
pro-social behavior, and goal achievement. Try out some of these self-actualization tips to explore what feels right to you. Number one, cultivate openness and creativity. When we think in black versus white, all versus nothing terms, we miss opportunities to learn, grow, and experience things that could bring more meaning to our lives. That is why self-actualization inherently involves being open to alternative information and points of view. Creative solutions to our and others' problems generally involve looking at a problem in a different way or trying to merge existing ideas to form something new. So try to keep your perspective open and your mind flexible. Number two, reflect on your values, morals, and ethics. When striving to self-actualize and become your best self, it can be helpful to get super clear on your values, morals, and ethics. No goal or achievement is worth sacrificing these things. In fact, reaching a goal that goes against your values, morals, and ethics is likely to leave you feeling empty or unsatisfied. And like I mentioned before, I was practicing self-actualization before I really understood what it meant. You know, achieving all of this in the corporate world in such a short amount of time, even though it, it took my life force and made me, you know, miserable the majority of the time, I felt like I, I was doing something only to realize that that's not what I want. It went against my values, it went against my morals, it went against my ethics, and it had me feeling empty and unsatisfied. That path in life, it really did. Until I start self-actualizing and changing up my goals so that they aligned with my values, my morals, and my ethics. And so now I'm not feeling empty and I'm not feeling unsatisfied. In fact, I'm feeling fulfilled with peace of mind. The article goes on to state, this is where I think a lot of us get, of us get lost. We pursue goals that our society or culture deems important. Then when we reach them, we wonder why we're not happy. It's because we didn't take the time to reflect on whether these goals fit us and our beliefs. If I become a millionaire, but money is not important to me, then I may be successful, but not self-actualized. If I rush to get married to the first person I can find, but I truly value love, then I may have achieved my goal, but still be unsatisfied. So if you have a moment, pause to reflect on these questions. Am I living in alignment with my values, morals, and ethics? Am I focusing on myself at the expense of others? Are my goals truly authentic or are they influenced by external forces like my culture, society, or family? How can I better live in alignment with my values, morals, and ethics? By pondering these questions, you can better assure that your efforts to self-actualize are effective. Number three, move beyond love and esteem needs. More recent research has has explored how regular people think of self-actualization when it's due to misunderstanding, due to not having yet experienced true self-actualization, or due to Maslow's rather nondescript definition of self-actualization. People's definition of self-actualization do not match Maslow's. They more closely fit with love, belonging, love slash belonging needs or esteem needs, which are the steps below self-actualization of Maslow's pyramid. More specifically, most people in the study thought that reaching their full potential involved achieving status or finding a mate. Now there is nothing wrong with being motivated to fulfill these needs. They are absolutely essential, even more essential than self-actualization, in fact. Maslow would argue that we are not motivated to pursue self-actualization until these other needs are met. 
but this study highlighted how difficult it is to understand and achieve true self-actualization. Even I am currently pursuing esteem needs, needs like self-esteem, freedom, and respect. The truth is that reaching the point where we are motivated to self-actualize can take quite a bit of time, reflection, and effort. An alternative perspective on self-actualization. Since the time of Maslow, other theories have come along. Some of these theories try to better explain things like personal growth and optimal experience, even though they don't always call these things self-actualization. These insights can help us better understand how to reach our full potential and live fulfilling lives. This one such theory is Rife's theory of psychological well-being. This theory aims to incorporate older theories, including Maslow's theory of self-actualization, and conduct research to determine which parts of the theory are supported by evidence. This synthesizes resulted synthesis resulted in six needs or experiences that contribute to optimal experience or well-being. The six characteristics of optimal experience include positive relationships with relations with others, warm, trusting, loving relationships with others, self-acceptance, holding positive attitudes towards the self. Autonomy, being able to choose and direct one's own behavior, environmental mastery, one's ability to advance in the world and know that one can change one's circumstances with effort, personal growth, the ability to develop, grow, and expand as a person, life purpose, having a mission or a sense of direction. More tips for achieving self-actualization. Here are some more general tips and strategies for how to achieve self-actualization. Live authentically. A huge part of becoming our best selves is knowing first what the best self is. Each of us is different, and we strive to achieve different goals. By choosing to live more authentically, we are more likely to pursue the things that matter to us. Practice kindness. Peak experiences often involve doing something meaningful for someone else. So try to find ways that you want to be kind and give back to your friends, family, community, country, or world. Pursue your purpose. A fulfilling purpose is often other-focused and personally meaningful. Don't know your purpose? That's okay. Here are some tips for finding your life purpose. Activities for for achieving self-actualization. Sometimes becoming self-actualized is easier said than done. If you need help building some supportive skills, try out these activities. Imagine happiness. Do this visualization exercise to get a better understanding of what happiness feels like to you. Cultivate self-compassion. Try out some of these self-compassion exercises to cultivate greater self-acceptance. Identify meaningful long-term goals. Check out this science-based guide to setting more meaningful and effective long-term goals. And I'm going to end it there. You know, what really stood out to me is how well this author put everything together and connected it to just our desire to exist, our needs to live. You know, what stood out to me a lot was just the question of, am I living in alignment with my values, morals, and ethics? And knowing that self-actualization, everybody's on their own narrow path of the righteous, right? They're on their own path in life. So someone might realize it earlier in life than somebody else. It, it, it takes time. And even so, it could be, a, it, in most cases, it's a lifetime pursuit because you're always going through new experiences. You're always meeting new people. You're always going through ups and downs. 
But at the end of the day, we all share those basic needs. You know, our basic needs of food, water, and safety and shelter being met. You know, our safety needs and then our love and belonging needs and our esteem, respect and love from other people. And then on top of that, what are our life goals? You know, when we live this way and we seek the most high and we use self-actualization, you know, we free ourselves, we free our minds, our souls, everything. It's just one thing to talk, think about, brothers and sisters. It's just food for thought and a, a different way to look at it, to look at things, to look at the world. According to the lifehack.org article entitled, What is Self-Actualization? 13 Traits of, a self, of Self-Actualized People. written by Austin Bollinger and published on January 12, 2021. Have you ever heard of self-actualization? As someone who has been a personal development junkie for several years now, I was shocked to learn about self-actualization recently. When I came across the term, I couldn't help but think, what is the self-actualization thing and how have I gone so many years without hearing about it? Maybe you're in the same boat. Perhaps you've read up on a tons of other topics like self-limited beliefs, how to gain more self-awareness, how to be more self-confident, but you've never heard of self-actualization. Don't fret, I'm going to give you a crash course on what self-actualization is and which 13 traits are most commonly found in a self-actualized person. And we've already gone through the definition. I'm gonna, you already know, we know what the definition is. Let's jump right into the 13 traits of a self-actualized person. Okay, so number one, they practice acceptance. Self-actualized people accept themselves and other people as they are, and they have no expectations for how people should be otherwise. They understand that no one is perfect and they accept their own quirks, desires, and flaws as well as those of others. While many people wish they were different in some way, self-actualized people do not. They love themselves and who they are and do not apologize or feel guilt or shame for who they are. Number two, they are authentic and true. A self-actualized individual has a strong sense of who they are. They have a deep understanding of their beliefs and values, and they live in congruence with those beliefs and values. Because they accept and understand themselves, they are authentic and true to themselves. They do not pretend to be anything they are or not. Not only are they self-actualized people authentic, but they seek authenticity as well, both in people and in the world. They are quick to spot dishonesty. Number three, they possess a strong sense of realism. Another characteristic characteristic of self-actualized people person is their sense of realism. To the average person, self-actualized people seem to have sound judgment and excellent gut instincts, but it's far more than that. Their ability to logically and rationally evaluate the world allows them to spot dishonesties, fakeness, and inconsistencies. Self-actualized people seek truth in everything they encounter, which gives them a keen then a gives them a keen ability to see behind the scenes more often than most people. Verse number four, they live in the here and now. Because self-actualized people 
are accepting and are grounded in reality. They are exceptionally good at living in the here and now. Self-actualized people do not do have goals, but they don't focus on the future at the expense of the present. For the self-actualized, the journey toward a goal is just as important as achieving the goal, if not slightly more so. Number five, they are autonomous and independent. Self-actualized people are highly independent and do not conform to the norms of society. They do not depend on people, the world, or any external factors for their happiness. Instead, they draw satisfaction from their own development and personal growth. They are comfortable being alone, and because they are so independent, self-actualized people are not bothered by the opinions that others may have about them. They accept themselves as they are, and the opinions of others cannot change that. Number six, they have excellent moral intuition. Self-actualized people do not allow themselves to be molded by culture or by society. They have an excellent moral compass and they are deliberate about their decisions. They reject what they see as bad or evil and they adopt what they see as good. Because they are driven by their own moral intuition, they have a strong code of ethics that they that cannot be swayed by society. The self-actualized do not accept everything as black and white, right or wrong. They evaluate all sides of an issue and make their own decisions based on what they believe to be right and just. Number seven, they seek growth and development. Self-actualized people do not only draw happiness from personal growth, but they also intrinsically motivate. They also are intrinsically motivated to develop their potential. They have moved beyond Maslow's first four hierarchies, are no longer motivated by basic human needs. They know that they are capable of more in life and they're driven to see how much they can grow. They also view their growth as a tool to help more people, not just themselves. Number eight. They are problem-solving, humanitarians. Self-actualized people have a genuine desire to help the human race. They are quick to spot problems in the world, and because they are problem-solvers, they don't hesitate to look for solutions. This genuine desire to help is not rooted in personal gain, glory, recognition, or any other self-serving motive. Self-actualized people have a stronger sense of purpose and want to leave the world better than they found it. Number nine, they have a strong sense of purpose. Because self-actualized people are humanitarians and they seek never-ending personal growth, they oftentimes adopt a mission or a purpose that is far beyond themselves and their own needs. This mission is typically meant to solve a problem for the good of all mankind and gives them a powerful sense of purpose. This purpose demands much of their energy and they are more than happy to spend their time making a significant impact on the world. Number nine, they have a strong sense of purpose. Because self-actualized people are humanitarians and they seek never-ending personal growth, they oftentimes adopt a mission or purpose that is far beyond themselves and their own needs. This mission is typically meant to solve a problem for the good of all mankind and gives them a powerful sense of purpose. This purpose demands much of their energy and they are more than happy to spend their time making a significant impact in the world. Number 10, they seek peak experiences. 
Self-actualized people seek frequent peak experiences. These are not everyday experiences of joy. They are experiences that involve a heightened sense of wonder, awe, or ecstasy, a feeling of transcendence. Peak performances tend to be highly significant to one's life. They are fulfilling, thrilling, intrinsically rewarding, and in many cases feel very spiritual. While rare, peak experiences can happen for anyone at any time. Those who are self-actualized deliberately seek out these experiences routinely. Number 11. They embrace the unknown. While most people fear the unknown, self-actualized people embrace it. Self-actualized people understand that to grow as a person, you have to step beyond your comfort zone and into the unknown. Self-actualized people seek to reach their full potential, which means they have to explore the unknown. They cannot reach their full potential by staying where they are. They cannot cling to the familiar. They do not fear the unknown. Instead, the self-actualized welcome and embrace the unknown. They accept it and learn from it. They are not afraid of the many curveballs that life tends to throw their way. Number 12. They are unconventional and spontaneous. Because they are not afraid of the unknown, self-actualized people tend to be very spontaneous and unconventional. While they are able to follow most social and cultural expectations, they have no problem doing their own thing when they decide it's appropriate. They do not feel confined by the norms of society and are willing to explore the unknown world beyond those expectations, even if the new experience is not a social norm. Number 13, they have a thoughtful sense of humor. Self-actualized people have a deep and thoughtful sense of humor. They are very good at finding the humor in most situations, and they enjoy laughing at themselves. On the other hand, they never use humor to embarrass or ridicule other people, and they never make jokes at the expense of others. The path to self-actualization. So there you have it, 13 traits that self-actualized people share. To get on the path to self-actualization, you can study these traits and seek to live a life that mirrors them. There's no step-by-step plan to follow to become self-actualized. However, these 13 traits offer you a guide to becoming more self-actualized over time. Remember, becoming self-actualized is not a destination, it's a journey. You can learn to be more present in your life, to accept yourself and those around you, and to be more spontaneous and unconventional. You can work towards finding your purpose in life, to becoming more humanitarian, embracing the unknown. As you live your life, focus on improving these 13 areas of your life, and you'll be well on your way to becoming self-actualized. And I like how this article went even deeper and actually broke down traits of 13 different traits of a self-actualized person. And I see myself in these traits. I know you as a listener can see yourself in these traits. We may not have hit all 13, but I guarantee you we've hit the majority of them. And some of us have hit all of them. I truly feel that I've hit all of them at the age that I'm at. Number one, I practice acceptance. I've learned to be better even with acceptance with people. They're just going to be who they are but I warn them and I love them as much as I can. Number two, authentic and true. I mean, I get that all the time and I know I am. I seek that. That's because I know I am because I seek that. I seek the truth. I seek, I need the real. I don't need deception. I don't need to be coy. I don't need any of that. I need the real, no matter if it's bitter or if it's, it's sweet. Number three, possess a strong sense of realism. I know what the world is about. I know how to look at the world and I don't 
look at myself as a victim or nor am I fearful or scared because I'm routed in the most high. I'm routed in the instructions, the laws, the statutes, the commandments. I'm routed in justice, righteousness, and truth. I seek truth in everything. And when you find the truth, it sets you free. It truly does. I'm able to live in the here and now. Autonomous number five, that's number four. Number five, autonomous and independent. Number six, excellent moral intuition. Number seven, seeking growth and development. Number eight, problem solving, humanitarians, the greater good. Number nine, strong sense of purpose. Number 10, peak experiences, seeking peak experiences. Number 11, embracing the unknown. Number 12, unconventional and spontaneous. Number 13, thoughtful sense of humor. And I guarantee that those listening can fit with all of those 13, if not the majority of them. That's who you are other than who you are as a unique individual, your creativity, your skills, what makes you you. But as far as self-actualization, many of us can agree. According to the selfimprovementblog.com article entitled Self-Actualization, the Pinnacle of Self-Improvement, written by Trisha Hatanek and last updated on July 2nd, 2021. Self-actualization is often deemed to be the highest state of consciousness in an individual that is supposed to aim at the earthly sojourn. Instead of straying away from the true calling by millions of other things that are illusionary and non-consequential, sequential it means living a life of purpose the vekananda had famously asserted that every individual is potentially divine so why do we then experience so much discord disharmony and violence everywhere we turn to look it is certainly recommended to take us up this visualization exercise for a few minutes Imagine yourself living life to the brim by being alive to all the possibilities that life offers, by, ha- by way of harvesting rich experiences from the bounty of existence, being aware of the total boundless potential of the human mind, taking off into the realm of make-believe with unfeathered fight, flight of imagination, experiencing the indescribable joy of creating something, living in an undivided state of consciousness, experiencing abundance, reverberating and pulsating positivity in a nutshell all about being self-realized individual and this is you know i'm I'm definitely link this article because this article goes really deep but i agree it is the pinnacle of self-improvement actually living your life the way that you want to it's 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 an amazing feeling and living the life and most importantly, living the life that the Most High has sought out for you. It's the greatest feeling. It's the greatest gift you can give yourself. It's a gift that keeps on giving, literally. You know, a lot of people are just stuck in that mindset, that phase, where you're not able to get out of the mindset of the rat race. You're not able to get out of the feeling of the void that you have in your spirit. It's its so prevalent and so strong that you know something's wrong. Many people are trapped. They're living their life trapped. 
and it's unfortunate. It's, it's sad. It's downright sad, honestly. But that's just the reality of many people's lives because of the lack of knowing themselves, the lack of caring about being aligned or connected with the Most High, and the lack of being able to self-actualize. It just leaves people not living but existing. Ultimately, people are just existing around us. Think about what this pandemic has done to people. It's moved people so far off course, so far off, off of their own common sense and mindset, if they haven't had any, in logic and reason, to the point where people are just aimlessly doing whatever they're told regardless of how harmful it is or how shameful it is or degrading it is. And they continue. They don't question. They don't care. So they're never ever able to go beyond just their basic needs. Oh, You know, they work in the rat race just to take care of their need for food, water, and shelter and safety. But they never feel safe because why? They, they trust Babylon. They, they watch the news. They trust the experts. They're in tune with all of the false flags and psychological operations. So, of course, they're never going to feel safe. Not even in their own system will they feel safe. It's not possible to feel safe in this system. You think Babylon really is going to have you feeling safe? You think Babylon actually has your best interests at hand? And many people need to ask themselves that question. Because we already know insanity is defined as doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different result. And why is it that that's the, the lifestyle of the vast majority of people? Why is that? They'll continue to do the same thing over and over and over. And oftentimes the result is even worse than the first time or the second time or the third time. But they keep doing it over and over and over. And we never question that. never ask why we just exist that's why we spoke on in the episode of the walking dead not just about the vaccine and what's going to do to people but about how people were living prior to the mark of the beast you know people really are not living at all they're just existing just waiting on the next instruction waiting on what's ahead you know, that's why there's so much escapism practiced in people. When you're miserable, when you when you live by Babylon, you're going to be practicing escapism. You're going to be leaning on alcohol, on drugs, on entertainment. You're going to be leaning on promiscuity and feeding your flesh. You're going to be leaning on food, things that just completely destroy you slowly but surely. And then oftentimes not even slow, quickly, depending on how, how hard you're partaking in them. And then people, when they begin to practice escapism and they always put Babylon first, that's when they get into the mode of not showing compassion to their fellow person, man or woman. Lack of compassion in today's society breeds selfishness. Selfishness breeds the manipulation. Manipulation breeds the regret. And that's where we're at. That's why we speak on these topics. They're all interwoven. They're all connected. And they all need to be spoken about because they're 
they're vital to understanding and having self-actualization being aligned and connected with the most high through the laws the statutes the commandments living by the instructions to the best of your ability and self-actualizing gives you your life a destiny a purpose a mission you can't be distracted escapism won't even be anything you practice because you won't need it you'll you'll enjoy life too much you'll enjoy justice righteousness and truth too much you'll enjoy your relationship with the most high too, way too much you'll love nature you'll love animals you love people righteous people that's what you'll love and no wonder why people are so deep into their escapism and their addictions because they don't practice self-actualization they don't know themselves. They don't know the Most High. They don't know their destiny. They don't know or, or understand the world around them. They don't even realize that they're even in the rat race. They don't even realize that their soul is being eaten away day by day. It's just some food for thought and things to ponder. According to the healthunits.com article entitled, Lack of Self-Actualization Linked with Addiction, last updated on March 11, 2020. In an exclusive study, attachment style, spirituality, and depressive symptoms among individuals in substance abuse treatments published in the Journal of Social Service Research. Researchers from the School of Social Work in the College of Desi for Design and Social Inquiry at Florida Atlantic University and Behavioral Health of the Palm Beaches reveal that a lack of ultimate aim in life, an essential factor of spirituality, shares a close link with drug and alcohol abuse, as well as mental health issues including anxiety and depression. Prevalent Treatment of Addiction Addiction is currently amongst the most dreadful health issues in the U.S., the World Health Organization, WHO, states that by 2020, issues related to mental health and substance abuse will be the leading cause of global disability, even outgrowing physical illnesses. In 2009, about 23.5% million Americans between the ages of 12 and above were in need of, a re of rehabilitation among soaring up to approximately 11 billion. One of the most commonly employed prototype for addiction treatment is the 12-step model from the 1930s, which is based on spirituality. Adult attachment variation in spiritual factors have been observed to protect against depression during rehabilitation treatments. Surprisingly, however, there has been no clear answer as to how nurturing spirituality could help people deal with addiction. Moreover, how these factors together help relieve depressive symptoms has also not yet been examined. Developing a Research Model Associate Professor Gail Horton, PhD, and Associate Professor Niels Luna, PhD, from the School of Social Work in the College for Design and Social Inquiry at Florida Atlantic University, along with Tammy Mallow, chief clinical officer at the behavioral health of the palm beaches studied how the two concepts adult attachment styles secure versus insecure in two different spiritual dimensions meaning in life versus perceived relationship with with god were linked to with depressive symptoms 
The researchers developed a model that observed how creativity, solitude, and service could be used for treating addiction by nurturing meaning and purpose in life. They discovered that encouraging an individual's creative talents, such as writing and painting, allowing them to serve others and helping them identify and connect with their core values through meditation and prayer, helped them discover their ultimate purpose in life. All these factors combined together significantly improved the recovery process. Key Findings and Suggestions It was discovered that insecure attachment styles increased the risk of developing depressive symptoms. Moreover, the research showed that, that, that meaning in life or existential, existential purpose approach was the most important aspect associated with depressive symptoms. Horton and Luna stated that even though the research suggests focusing on improving interpersonal relations and attachment styles, practitioners should also consider nurturing existential aspects while planning treatments. These findings are extremely important because they shed light on different ways to help individuals in treating addiction, stated John R. Graham, PhD professor and director of FAU School of Social Work. This will not only help clients who are rec receiving treatment, but will also improve how professionals working towards eliminating addiction contributed to the health and the well-being of the broader community. And so this is an interesting article. You know, it's talking about the addiction problem. And we've spoken on that, you know, how many times with the addiction problem? I mean, first and foremost, we already know that these drugs, the alcohol, all this stuff was, was created to destroy us, was created to be our coping mechanisms with our, for our reality that we live in, for this rat race, for Babylon, because a lot of people can't face it 100% head on. A lot of people need that alcohol. They need those drugs. They need the promiscuity. They need to feed their flesh because it's too, it's too, it's too hurtful for them to re to look at the truth and to actually even acknowledge it. So it's interesting how people are going out and doing studies on self-actualization, how it's linked to addiction. And to me, it makes sense. You know, a lack of a purpose, just per first and foremost, a lack of a connection to the most high, just first and foremost, those two right there, that's a deadly, that's like a deadly combination. That's a combination that gets people into addiction, which we know addiction then helps increase depression. Most people who are addicted to something already are depressed about something. And we know where depression leads to more calamity, more stress, more tension, more worry, more everything. And ultimately, many people it leads many people to destroy themselves, to slowly kill themselves through that addiction or to even take their own life. So, yes, self-actualization goes beyond what most people will even recognize it as most people don't even understand what it is but those that do may not recognize how important it really is especially you know this art of this author is mentioning god you know i don't refer to the most high as god but you know what i mean it means a higher power the most high you know a spiritual aspect you know we're not talking about spirituality like none of that new age stuff we're talking about having your spirit aligned your soul aligned with the most high and connected with the most high is very important that's the actual self-actualization. That's the last step. And that should be the first and last step because then you're able to move through all of the steps. You begin to realize and look at the world for what it is and you're gonna begin to realize, hey, I don't need to chase a career or money or a job 
or impressing and making everybody else happy or living by the herd mentality because you know society deemed it you know the right thing to do no you can actually live life the way that you want to live it for you for the most high and you can give back you can be kind you can give to others in need you can you can share your experiences and share what you've been through so that others are motivated by it you know that's been one of the most rewarding and fulfilling things that I've done in my life is putting together this podcast. And if it wasn't for the most high, put it into my spirit and support that I got from, you know, my woman and other friends, you know, I may not have put this together, but the most high put me on the route, on the path to already practice self-actualization, to already know who I was as a man, or at least be on the path to trying to seek that knowledge of understanding who I am as a man. Most I put all of that together for me. And it, it's an amazing feeling. So it's, it's a feeling that I wish everybody had, honestly. Because it will change your life. You know, all of this addiction, all of this mental health talk, all of this depression, that's that's what Babylon gave to you. They gave you all of these systems. The education, the financial, the government, the healthcare, and the religion. They knew that this would all enslave you and would make us less compassionate, would make us more selfish, more manipulative. They knew it would make us live with regret. And they knew ultimately it would push us further and further away from the Most High, therefore further and further away from the truth of our realities. Make no mistake, this is done on purpose. There's no mistake here. This was absolutely done on purpose. This is the construct of the Nephilim. This is the construct of Babylon. And this is what's being destroyed right now. So you got to ask yourself, is it worth going down in a sinking ship? A ship that only gives you calamity? A ship that has been destroying you the whole entire time? You've never had a smooth ride, just always rocky, always an issue, always some kind of fix needed always some kind of delay or hurdle or setback but yet people still stick with this never question it never use common sense or discernment and then they wonder we wonder why we're in these predicaments when self-actualization and alignment with the most high is the guide that we need and the guy that will help us jeremiah chapter 4 verse 22 for my people are stupid they have not recognized me. They are foolish children and they are not discerning. They are wise at doing evil, but know not how to do good. You know, just first and foremost, if you're not grounded in the most high, there's no way you'll ever reach your full potential. There's no way you'll ever have self-actualization. There's no way you'll even have peace at all. You're gonna be stuck. You're gonna be flat. You're not going to know how to view the world for what it really is. You're going to have a you're going to have a very very obscure way of looking at the world. You're going to look at it through the lens of the the herd mentality. You really are. You're not going to even be thinking for yourself. That opinion is already going to be made for you. Do you see what I'm saying? That's what I'm getting at. It's, you're not ever yourself in these situations. And people don't even realize this. People don't even think in to look into this. And we have to, if we want to 
be better if we want to find peace of mind someday we have to look into every all of this we have to start questioning we have to start looking in the mirror at our flaws and all and want change and go after it Hosea chapter 4 verse 6 my people has been eliminated for lack of knowledge for you have spurned knowledge and I will spurn you from serving me and as you have forgotten the Torah of your God I too will forget your children you know I'm not about the stories in the Torah I'm not about the stories in the OT. I'm definitely not about anything in the new in the New Testament. But one thing's for certain is that there's drops, there's gems in the Torah, in the Old Testament. You just got to pray to the Most High to see the characteristics of the Most High, not Yahweh or Yahuwah or Hashem or Elohim or El Shaddai or any of the million names that they give you of deities of Sumerian gods of of soul ties. No, we're talking about the actual instructions, the laws, the statutes, the commandments of the Most High, because they're there for those who seek, for those who care enough, for those who are self-actualized. Amos chapter 5, verse 10. They despise the one who admonishes by the gate, and the one who speaks purely they detest. When you know your purpose, when you know the truth, when you know right from wrong, when you're grounded in the Most High, you're going to speak the truth no matter who no matter who doesn't like it family friends co-workers you name it strangers you don't care it's all about are you going to care about what they think who the people that can't save you or are you going to care about what the most high thinks think about it for a second Psalm chapter 146, verse 3. Do not rely on nobles, nor on a human being, for he holds no salvation. And you might ask, why are you reading the script in terms of self-actualization? Think about all of the idol worship of the average person. Just in today's pandemic, you're, you're waiting on a wicked, evil system to save you. That is the one that causes all of your troubles, all of your misfortune, all of your calamity, and you're still waiting on them to save you? When you could be independent and think for yourself, where you could even release the mental and spiritual shackles just by aligning yourself with the Most High, and then just follow the instructions and just sit back and wait for this movie to play itself out, where the physical shackles are released once Babylon falls, that's all you have to do. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. The fear of the Most High is the beginning of knowledge. Foolish, foolish ones scorn wisdom and discipline. You know, when you, when you seek the Most High, you begin to have wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. You begin to be able to use your common sense and discernment, your logic, your reason, and your rationale. And you'll be able to maneuver Babylon much better so that you don't fall for any pitfalls in place. And then you become self-actualized. You know who you are as a man or woman. You know your destiny. You know your purpose. You know the creation of, of life. You're creative. You're unique. You're independent. You're all of these things that make one self-actualized. And it's just some food for thought that I wanted to share with all of you. And thank you for listening. A warning to the wicked. 
May the Most High bring calamities, strife, and iniquities upon you. To those who curse me, my family, and are aiming to retaliate against me for exposing them. To those who hate the Most High and the righteous men and women, along with the creation. To those who trick or mock the Most High's righteous men and women. To those who want to see me lose my career, my livelihood, my health, my finances, or even my life. May the Most High do unto you tenfold. May the Most High put a curse upon you and eradicate you and your entire family seed and lineage. May you no longer inhabit the earth. For the Most High speaks through me, and I'm here to do the righteous work. Therefore, I will send a curse upon those who wish for my downfall. Peace and blessings, blessings to all of the righteous men and women of the Most High. Peace and blessings to all of those who have been on their own narrow path of the righteous with the Most High, and to those who are beginning on their own narrow path of the righteous with the Most High. May the Most High continue to bless you, protect you, guide you, and provide you with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. May your life be fulfilled and may you have peace of mind all of your days along with your family lineage. All praises to the Most High and the Most High only. Peace.